What's up, headbangers? Welcome to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast, where we geek out on all things rock and roll. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Leave us your likes and comments. You can also leave likes and comments on our Facebook page. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and Instagram at talklouder underscore podcast. And of course, our website, talklouderpodcast.com. I'm Metal Dave Glessner, along with my co-host, Jason McMaster. And today is a very special episode, if I say so myself. We are celebrating our one-year anniversary as a podcast. It was a year ago today. We need confetti bombs and A year ago today. Yeah, who would have imagined? A year ago today, we posted our very first episode of the Talk Louder podcast. Here we are 365 days later, and we are pushing 80 episodes. And to commemorate this uh, this this anniversary, we thought we would bring in our producer, Jared Tootin, as our guest today. Uh, Jared has been behind the scenes of this entire podcast for the past year. It was actually his idea to start the podcast. So we are excited to have him give us a little bit of the uh, behind the scenes, how this works, what the idea was all about. And um, yeah, Re- just reasons, give- reasons why we asked reasons why, why, you know, I think. That we're gonna hear- yeah, well, we're going to hear we're going to hear him talk about reasons why you and I are such rock nerds and how we should record this shit. So other people like us could nerd he couldn't out find with anyone us. else. He couldn't find anyone else to pick on. So he's like, Hey, I know. Right. Well, <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I, I, I know Jared pretty well. Uh, you know, when he, when he's going to come up with an idea for a podcast, it might, it might be, you know, you know, a topic that he's, uh, avid about, this is just one of many topics. Uh, he's like an onion. You know, the guy has a, you know, there's things that me and Jared don't talk about that he's interested in, you know, just yeah. like I'm sure, you know, I mean, I know you very well and it's the same. So um, we get to, I think everyone's going to get to know Jared a little bit better uh, after they listen to this two hour episode. Um, I feel like, uh, I want to say, you know, I love Jared like a brother. The guy is, he's strong. He's strong. Uh, he's headstrong is really what I should say. Um, I know someone exactly like that. I, <laughs> I talk to them every day. You see him in the mirror when you're I brushing your teeth? I see him everywhere, everywhere I go. <laughs> um, I've known Jared since 1987. Early, early 87, maybe January or February or something of 1987, before he was in the band Pariah uh, down in San Antonio. Jared's a San Antonio guy. Um, It was a Watchtower show at the Woodlawn Theater. I don't remember the date exactly, so sue me if I got got wrong. Uh, that it was early 87. Pretty sure I'm right. Because Ron Jarzombek was in the band. Um, Woodlawn Theater. He is there, I think, teching for Ron or working for the sound company or something. And then it was like, it was it was just a couple of months later, he was he was in Pariah playing guitar. And then, of course, they got a record deal and they played tons of shows with Dangerous Toys. And, you know, he, then they moved to Austin. And it was like, wow, OK. Within, you know, Jared was in my life uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now I can't get rid of him. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and he and he still Nor is in your life. You know, besides being the producer of our of our podcast, the Talk Louder podcast, he's also your songwriting partner in Broken Teeth. That that is uh, correct. He he is my producer on every level, not just the podcast. He's the record producer. He's the songwriter. He's the uh, he's the idea guy. He he writes. He draws the storyboards to a lot of uh, a lot of projects that that he and I are involved in, and now that you are involved in as well. Yeah. So uh, very very talented person. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that uh, he's the behind the scenes, as you said. Um, reason why, right? He's yes. creating a reason why we still want to do this just by being involved and, uh, you know, bouncing, bouncing stuff over. Uh, he gives us a lot of credit in this little interview here. He gives us a lot of credit. And I think that the credit he's giving us is basically, I'm just going to wind you guys up. You guys go crazy. Yeah. That's why in our video at the top of the episodes of people watching on YouTube, that's why I like the Rock'em Sock'em Robot. <laughs> idea yeah. because it's like you know, wind up the energizer bunny and make them fight you know yeah even though we don't really argue very very often if at all uh our topics are we talk over each other that's the only war we have is uh who gets the last word yeah and uh, yeah jared is a you know super talented guy uh obviously a lot of expertise on the technical side of things um lord knows i couldn't do a podcast without his input um and uh, it was his idea to start this whole thing. And as you said, he just saw us as being too wind them up and let them go kind of guys. Um, he might not like it that I that I say he has a Grammy. Oh, yeah. He, he might not like that because he's very, uh, you know, he doesn't care it's about pretty that modest. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's... Uh, he he worked on a Jimmy Vaughn record. He was engineer on a Jimmy Vaughn record that went, you know, platinum, double platinum and got nominated for a Grammy and fucking won. And yeah. I don't remember what year that was, maybe late 90s or early 2000s or something like that. But yeah, dude has a fucking Grammy. You know anybody else who has a Grammy, Dave? Uh, yeah, uh, I dude, certainly don't. Yeah, I don't have one. Uh, either, so. Ian Anderson has one. <laughs> well, Ian Anderson does have one that he did not have to give back. You know what? He can have it. I don't think anybody's butt hurt anymore about Metallica's that. over it, so it's fine. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. It made for a great story. But but Jared, our producer, has a Grammy. He's got a Grammy. Um, he he works obviously i mentioned jimmy vaughn he works with a lot of uh a lot of like pretty powerful artists that you yeah. know uh he works for billy gibbons he works for he does gigs with clapton he does it's it's kind of crazy he tours with ccr yeah he he's um he's got he wears many hats but i think that the main hat is uh you could just say producer and that is the is the hub to a lot you know has many many spokes connected to it that lead to a lot of different things that that have to do with the entertainment business of course yeah but uh, he's a deep he's a deep cat you know he's uh uh and of course we don't get into those those kinds of things here but um you'll you'll see he he can be quite intense but he also has a sense of humor so well, if you're listening to this podcast and you have been for the past year, you have Jared to thank because it was Amen. his idea. 
he put the technical aspects of this all together. And uh, I don't think Jason nor I would have come up with this on our own. So we're happy to have him here to commemorate our one year anniversary, something we're all very proud of. We thank you all for listening for one year. And let's get to Jared here on the Talk Louder podcast. So, wow, a year. That's amazing. Yeah, a year on February 9th. February 9th is the actual one-year anniversary. I went back through the archives and I looked, and our very first episode posted on February 9th. And do you remember what that episode was, Jason? Yes, I, yes, I do. No, I don't. Oh, I, I, come on, man. I thought you were going to surprise me. I was all ready to be shocked right there. No, no, I do. I do not. Uh, you know, there's, there's going to be episodes that I'm going to call that are, you know, my, on my favorite list, but there is no physical favorite list. Here it is. Here's my, here's my fave list. Yeah. I don't, I don't have one. Well, just to uh, rattle your memory, and I had to go back and 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 take a look myself because honestly, I didn't commit this. I to mean, I can think about it for a second. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys were both there. This is, um, yeah, Jared's been with well, us since day one. Well, duh, yeah. Jared is is Jared is ground zero, and Jared is the reason we are here. Um, Let's switch. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. 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 I didn't right. do just, any homework. So, so go, go ahead and tell us, Dave. Just for so the record, can... it was, uh, it was, we did an episode on live albums. Oh. And uh, back right. when we first started, it, you know, some listeners may recall when we first started this whole thing, Jason and I kind of did this uh, podcast, just the two of us on, on camera and on, and on mic. Jared, of course, was working in the background as our producer, but uh, in recent episodes uh we've started having guests and uh but if you go back to the beginning it was just me and jason talking about random topics and the very first one was live albums yeah wow i i would have so, never been able to to remember that what's had, the latest episode number right now we are we, are, we are pushing 80 episodes um <laughs> The one we just recorded, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, we just recorded our 76th episode, I believe. So this and, would be 77. Uh, okay, yeah. So we're pushing, we're pushing 80 episodes. And uh, if you, if you do the math and I'm, and I think it's fair to say all of us here are terrible at math, but I think I did the numbers and it came out to be about an episode and a half a week. Um, yeah. Cause it changed. We, sometimes we had, two episodes a week then we went down to one and it depended on three <laughs> yeah 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 just so, trying to show so, them out so i didn't get an answer dave so technically just to be clear this is 77 um this one is actually going to bump this see here we go I know this um <laughs> Yeah, I think this is actually going to be 75th, 75 and oh, 76 okay. comes after this one. We've already put that one in the can. But um, going back to doing the math, though, if you think about that, if we were averaging an episode and a half per week for a year coming from three guys here that have jobs and families and lives beyond this podcast, I'd say that's a that's a pretty good pace. Um I don't know. I, I don't know how. It, well, I, I think that it would be I think that it would be different if it was one guy with a laptop and a microphone. And there's a ton of that. I mean, everyone has a goddamn podcast now. Yeah. 
including so I, and that's I don't know fine. If you remember, we we kind of experimented with that. Either three episodes. I was aiming for three episodes a week, which I was. I didn't know if you guys were going to go long or if you were going to keep it because at first you guys were talking about keeping it at an hour, and I said I don't really want to. I personally didn't want to keep any kind of time frame. I wanted y'all to go, you know, as long as you want. But like, if you do three episodes uh, a week, do we have the time and energy for that? And do we have the, uh, you know, the brain power to come up with new ideas that often for a year? <laughs> yeah, that's that's asking a lot if you look around the room. But uh, but I think having the guests sort of brought some fresh uh, life into that aspect of it because I think you know Jason and I were. Uh, doing pretty well for a while there, but uh, I think inviting a third voice and a third face into the mix kind of lightened the load a little bit because it became much more conversational. And of course, the people that we bring in have their own stories to tell. Um, yeah. So I, I well, thought you that being, you interviewing people all the time that was kind of what I, I imagined was what where are you going to go with that? But you know, at, when you guys are without guests. You, you, it seems like you, more like you guys are establishing your conversation on the long, you know, you're, you're getting down to like what you dig, you know, all the stuff, all the little details and everything, all the geekiness, all that, you know, yeah. without, regardless of the guest. And then when you get in guests, like at least your listeners know which, where you're coming from. It's a, it's a really cool pool of listeners. Yeah. No, there's still some genuine, well, not, I say there's still some, there is uh, genuine reactions from Dave and myself when somebody tells it, Oh my God, you know, that, you know, when that's happening, it's in real time. It's not like, you know, Oh, I need to do that one again. Okay. Five, four. Oh my oh. God. You know, it's like, we're getting, we're getting this is from this stuff from the horse's mouth and hearing stories. Some of them, you know, I mean, our, we're interviewing some of our friends. I mean, there's no, there's, it's like, oh, what, really? I never knew that. You know, I I only had parts of the story. Yeah. You know, that's happening in real time. So that's been really, really great for us. I uh, I wanted to mention that you know we we had to figure out our pace. Back to what we were talking about a second ago, we had to figure out our pace. Whether we were yeah. just doing it with you know Dumble D and Dumble Do, uh, you know Twinkle D and Twinkle Dumb. You know, Beavis, Butthead, Wayne, Garth, yeah. whatever you, you want. Yeah, I was it, waiting to see. Are you guys going to get tired of this? Well, are you all going to get tired of talking or, you know, can well, you keep up with three a, a week? <laughs> three a week is is rough. That's brutal. Yeah, it's that, rough. Yeah. Yeah. That turned into I mean, it's like, you know, Jared, you were I'm like, like throwing in the on, dude. Come on, can you keep up? Can you keep up? Can you keep up? No, no, no. I was saying, what are we? I was trying to figure out what is the pace that you for, right. comfortable for you guys. And what? And you know, um, after a while, when you guys started booking your own stuff and keeping the the calendar, and I had nothing to do with that, I stayed out of that. That that pretty much get gave you guys. You guys do it how you want to do it, like your pace. Yeah. It, and yeah. you know, if you want to go for it and and just pound out a ton of guests, then by all means do it some some of them came up and you wouldn't have any choice you have to do it because they have press time, or whatever you time know. right so right. so yeah. you think about you think about uh you know okay yeah three three episodes a week you know you know uh, not that long ago it was it was two or three episodes a week and um you have to edit them 
So, I mean, I was like, can you, you know, I was like, Jared, is, can Jared keep up with all the editing? Especially yeah, if I was, was wondering not, that myself. As, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, so it's, we're all in the same boat here too. Yeah. Scheduling oh, conflicts. Totally. Uh, yeah, totally. I want to, I want to throw in a word on behalf of the listeners because, uh, you know, I've heard on numerous occasions that even the listeners will say, oh my God, man, I, you guys are putting them out so fast. I need to catch up. I need to binge, you oh, know, yeah. binge watch or binge yeah, it's not easy. on the, on the weekends or whatever. And uh, so I think all those things kind of helped us find our comfortable pace. It's what can we handle? It's what can Jared handle? It's uh, it's what can the listeners handle? Uh, because we don't want to overwhelm anyone in that mix uh, because then you're doing a lot of work for naught. And uh, I think we found our, I think we found our comfortable zone. I think putting out one, uh, one episode a week seems to be pretty comfortable. Uh, if people fall behind, they can catch up at some point. Um, and I think, you know, Jason and I anyway, and, and Jared, I would imagine, uh, one a week, well, putting one out one a week, sometimes we still record twice a week. Um, but I think as far as the end user, the listener, um, I, I really like the schedule of putting out one a week. And people listening can respond and comment. Is that too little, too much? You want more? Let us know. Right. And so you guys, um, I don't know if you remember, but it was it was a, it was a, it was kind of a, an event trying to get the first guest. And for me, like it, the technical side of it was like, okay, I need to cover, make sure all my bases are covered. I've never done one before. And you know, you're going to like, Hey, do you want to do this? Okay, go, go. Oh, you know, you're like everything cool. You know, it worked out perfect. Uh, yeah. You know, so having the first guest and who was the first guest it had to be somebody who's just, we knew. Yeah, I, I know I know who the first guest was. That, okay. That's an easy one to, to recall. Take it, Jason. Yeah, wow. that that's a that's an easy one to recall. It was Pat Kennison. Yes. Yeah. And, and he fit, he ticked all the boxes. He was a friend of ours that we knew we could call. And if somehow we dropped the ball and we had technical difficulties, uh we felt Yeah, like he knew us up. Yeah, he'd be cool with it, and we felt like we could Ball get him back and it reschedule. And uh, fortunately, uh, I thought it went great. You know, yeah, it was great. And Pat's always a great guest. He's a great storyteller. He was, and a lot of he was yelling. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? He was. Yeah, yeah, he was yelling. I think he was calling us from his car before he was situated in his house. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm trying to get there. Yeah, he, oh, <laughs> yeah. traffic he was, man. He was afraid he was going to be late. You know, that's that's yeah. sweet yeah. of him, but. That wouldn't have mattered. What would have? It was just the fact that he, you know, we'd ask him something, and then he would just like, Rah! you know, he. It was like he was yelling. He doesn't know. He's a loud guy anyway. He's, you know, I mean, <laughs> the three of us can get pretty effing loud whenever. Well, we that want. that makes for great. That makes for great uh, podcasting. Jared, Jason, and I have told the story a couple times on the podcast, but I'd like to hear it from your perspective. You're the guy that basically launched this whole thing this whole podcast was your idea and uh if you would just kind of tell people what was going through your brain and, and what made you think that this had some potential so you know for a long time knowing you guys whenever i would talk to you there there's this spark that would happen it was with jason it was you know working with him over the years the spark like when you talk to him and i don't mean the spark when with jason about the bands that I'm working with, it was all the side stuff that it's same stuff that I, when I go with talk to you, Dave, you, you're <laughs> like, it would be the spark. Like 
if, if I said, if I mentioned a band, you were like, you have details, you knew the guy, they've hung out. It's like this, there's this whole nerdism corner that I'm like, what? Y'all are what? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I um, do. So there's that in general, like w- between you two guys, that, that was a, a, a consistency that I've recognized over the years for sure. And, and the, the, I call it encyclopedia. Like Doug Psalm had the same thing. You talk to that guy about music or people. He knew all kinds of stuff, right? So pandemic time, I'm sitting around trying to figure out how to stream. And I'm like on the computer going, okay, so you have to do the in crypto and all these little like nerdy, you know, how do you do this? Like, okay. So, and streaming was one of them. So I bought a computer so I could stream. And next thing I know, I thought, you know, if I get Dave and Jason together, those guys are going to nerd out and <laughs> it's going to be awesome. So that was it. That and was a year later. Good. Yeah. And a year later, yeah. we're still, I, well, I the hard part. Go ahead. The hard part is get, is wrangling. The hard part is the wrangling. Like if you're producing and you have this creative, like, so I have, I have this idea, but actually making it happen is, is a huge project. And then implementing it on a, like, say, maybe a business level or something like a business level would be like, well, how are we going to do this? Like 400 episodes. You guys ready? You know, <laughs> yeah. and someone would go, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm not. Yeah, that's, you know, da- you never that's, know. that's daunting. I think the yeah. number you use was 100. Yeah, you 100. Said, you know, no, dude, think about because, you know, <laughs> like, dude, well, we, we did a couple of episodes and I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. Three. It was a three. You were you were like you were like, no, dude, think think of it like a hundred episodes because we did a couple episodes and I was like, Well, that was fun. All right, what's for dinner? You know, like moving on yeah. kind of thing. And you were like, Hold on, hold the phone. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you're you're gonna be doing this till you're can't walk. Yeah. Well that's the that's the kind of it's not <laughs> yeah. so much a fear. There's like like so when I'm making a record or planning a tour or something big like that. You're kind of like the dauntingness. You have to break it up into like, okay, well, how can, you know, it, it's just one day at a time. It's just one thing at a time. But can I pull this off? Yeah. You know, I want to be able to pull it off. And same with you guys. Like, can we pull this off? Like, we got to, you know, this is not easy, you know, yeah. for any of us. So um, I, I remember, ran, ran I remember that uh, very well. Also, uh, Jared came up to me and he said, Do you, would you be interested in doing this? I think there's maybe some potential here and you and Jason would make a great team and blah, blah, blah. And then he said, uh, but I don't want you to think in terms of, you know, two or three episodes and gee, this was fun or whatever. I want you to think if you're going to commit, I want you to commit and think of it in terms of doing a hundred episodes. And I thought, oh my God, a hundred episodes. Holy well, that's, crap. that's what I'm saying. It's, it sounded daunting. I'm glad that I wasn't the only one who was chicken. Shit. Oh no, no, no. Of I should have said 365 episodes. Just to... <laughs> well, we might get to one every day. Case. I think we've all yeah, every day. You're going to have to do an episode. Yeah. What? Yeah. Three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and then, you know, and here we are. I think we've we've managed to, you know, obviously we've managed to do it. And I think the ideas are still coming and things are still fresh. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, go ahead, Jerry. When, when you're talking about ideas, like one of the, one of the things that was happening when we first started this out was you guys were there was no guests. So the the I when whenever we were going into an episode or thinking about an episode or whatever, 
it was really about you two talking about an, a subject. Yeah. So, you know, we had a Google doc that said, you know, here, let's just, just throw every, every idea you have up there and y'all would pick, you guys would pick. I didn't want to pick. I wanted you guys to pick. Yeah. So after a while, uh, that was not, that was like, uh, I don't know how, I never knew how you guys were, were trying to think of what you wanted to do next. Mm. <laughs> like I wasn't a part of that. I was like, well, y'all do it. So then you like, were you just going, Oh, that interests me. And looking down the list and, you know, well, we, we, we didn't limit to limit it to, you know, like favorite live concerts, favorite live albums, you know, Van Halen, uh, Judas priest, you know, it wasn't it. We, to take it somewhere else other than that was easy. Well, let's do producers. Let's talk about books. Let's talk about, you know, it was, it was really yeah. anything. I mean, surprised that, that we haven't done an episode on, uh, you know, shitty eighties movies that you haven't seen. Okay. Ready, go. You know, we could have done, <laughs> could have done an hour of that. Well, I you could. guys did the one, the one non-guest episode out kind of out of the blue. Which one? On, uh, uh, Sinjitsu. Oh, the Iron Maiden album. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you I, know, I, we, we've I'm been trying here. to remember why. I think I said something like, hey, can you guys, you, y'all want to jump into a, a non guest episode? And you got a good response. People were saying, yeah. um, I like it. I like it when you guys sit there and talk back and forth. Yeah, I think no we, we did that because we were starting, you were suggesting that we do that. And then we were hearing from listeners that they kind of liked, uh, they sort of missed the old format of just me and Jason. They didn't say they wanted it to go back to that exclusively, but they were talking about, you know, add some more of that into the mix. It's different. Yeah. And then it, and then the Maiden album just happened to be timely and we're both Maiden guys, you know, so. Yeah. It, I it, feel like uh, if I, if I may just pause for a second about that particular episode, I was so ill prepared. I think I listened to the first single off that record, and so, that's all I've still—that's all I've a, ever heard from that yeah, record. And from my that'll take you half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't right because it's a ten-minute song. Yeah. From my perspective, I was thinking like you guys are so used to having guests, where the guests are—it's not you might lead the episode, but the guests are kind of leading it because it's their subject matter that you're talking about, and you're just kind of getting in, jumping in a ring with them and talking about everything and carrying on. And that's it. Right. Yeah. But y'all hadn't done the, uh, the, the non-guest episode in a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's coming. You know, it's, it's, it's coming. It's, There's it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. I like, I always enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, I like all of it. So. I think that that, that, you know, us just picking a topic and, and nerding out on it, which is the, was the original idea of the, of this thing anyway, that's always going to be in our back pocket. So yeah. I think we just kind of got on a roll with guests and we were having such good luck with landing them. It's like, man, this is going really well. We didn't want to stop that momentum. And then absolutely, honestly, for me, I'll just speak for myself, but to, to tell the truth, I honestly am more at ease when we have a guest because I don't feel this burden of homework that has to be like, I feel like when we did like the episode on Martin Birch, which I loved, I thought that was a great episode. But if you stop and think about it, if you're going to talk knowledgeably about Martin Birch, you got to have some sense of all of his credits and the timeline. And you don't have to know every little single thing. 
but you would be almost doing him a disservice if you weren't able to, you know, articulate the 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 scope of his career. And, sure. And that that well, you know, there's also a difference between like you know, like every episode is about this research thing, right? You know, so when you have somebody who's you know, you could pick out something where you like Martin Birch, where you have all these guest shows going on. And you're going to throw this one in there where you're you're going to talk about somebody and they're not there. You know, yeah. we don't really do that. So, you know, yeah, I, I think that would be a good approach uh, going into a topic like that in the future. <laughs> Back when we were doing that, it was like we were trying to churn these out one or two a week. And then it's like, man. Martin Birch alone takes about a week's worth of homework, you know. Yeah. Well, if then, you're if you're doing the research correctly and talking about, you know, are literally truthfully here, uh, you know, talking about your record collection, and you you have this like realization that half your record collection was produced by Martin Birch. That's yeah. enough for you to go, oh my god, I forgot or I didn't realize or. You know, yeah. and his name kept coming up. Yeah, you know, and that's kept the thing. Coming up in episodes, you know, between Dio and the Deep Purple Tree episodes and the what? And Some the people Iron wouldn't Man. even have known that. Some people would, would like, I've known all those records and I have no idea who that guy is. Well, that, that's that's one of the well, you things. You need to know. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things I, I want to take a certain amount of pride in. It's like, if we're going to talk on a subject, I want people to walk away learning something and I want them to walk away learning the truth, not some yeah. off the top value, of my head. Some value I, on what we're talking about. Yeah. Not just, I think I thought I saw this thing somewhere, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, if I'm going to dedicate time to a subject, I want my list. It's just like when I write an article for a magazine or whatever, I can't have my name attached to something that people read and then walk away spouting falsehoods about the subject because I didn't have my shit straight when I was writing the article. Well, yeah. there's some people that have their, their ears to the ground, like you and Jason both, like I've, for years I've known that, like there's people that are always listening to whatever's going on and they're, they're just listening. So that stuff is important. It is on the, I kind of heard this thing and I want to pursue it. It's not so like substantial, like if you go like, hey, I want you to go, uh, you know, um, uh, write an article about this person. You do a bunch of research on that person different than like if you're just going through your life and like, I like all this stuff and these things, these details. It's coming from a fan, um, not so much a journalist. I don't know how to describe it. You guys are both encyclopedias like that. Your ears yeah. are the ground, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, who's who and all that. I, I'd have to the say that, so cool. that a couple of our non-guest episodes, well, I'm sorry, I, let me, I, I messed up. As some of our guests that we've had, they're on this show because they're like us in, ex oh, yeah. in the exact yeah. same ways you described just now. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of it I Sean recognize. <laughs> yeah. And Rodney, and Rodney Dunsmore. Dunsmore. Yeah, Rodney he was great. <laughs> Uh, you know, some of it I I realize is going to be uh, a conversation that's basically based on fandom and fandom. Let's face it, is all about Absolutely. it's all about opinion. And that's great. That makes great conversation. What I'm saying is, like, if, if I'm going to talk uh, about a subject accurately and factually, you know, if it's if it's a Martin get Burge, your facts straight. Yeah, I want my facts straight. And, and, and sure. then. And then there's a lot of times where it's a mix, you know, we'll be talking to somebody 
And for example, me and Jason were, you know, we have a guest on and we can rattle off three or four of their albums and know what year they came out. And that sort of those sort of serve as the as the milestones for the conversation. And then the rest of it is just stories that go around it, you know. And so I, I think it's a I think it's best when it turns out that it's a combination of of both, you know. There's little bits of, of fact in there and then a lot of the conversation that comes out of it because of me and Jason and the subject, we're adding our own flavor to an otherwise. Uh, yeah, because you're already in it. You guys are both already up in it. <laughs> so, that's, yeah. you know, I, yeah, that's, I, why, that's I, why the show takes off, because whenever you talk about any subject, you guys are already, you know, something about it. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. Most of the time, like, you know, 98 percent of the time, you guys know what you're talking about what what they're talking about at least in you know a little bit yeah yeah there's this is a this is kind of true confessions here and i i feel like maybe i'm just self-conscious about it uh but you know people would want to know i mean we're kind of talking about this creation uh called talk louder here's the deal some of the guests or even some of the topics where there's no guests i'm wheel spinning i'm winging it because i don't have sure. the information that dave might have and i feel like dave has gotten good about uh handing off things to me that he knows that i can roll and it's and obvious yes and vice versa. Absolutely. i feel well i feel like it's obvious when when you or i are are totally in in the the topic's pocket when we won't let the other guy talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me and, and, me and Jason fair. have me and that's Jason fair. have this running joke where, you know, it's like if you if you've listed the guests on our show, you could tell which one's Jason booked and which one I booked. <laughs> it's like Jason's Jason is, you know, you know, he's got his area of expertise. I got my area of expertise. That's and then true. fortunately, we have the two of us have a lot of overlap, which makes it work. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, it's all music. So whether or not I know Jason's guest inside out. We're talking about music, so I can speak knowledge yeah. about a, a concert or an album or recording a record or, you know, whatever. And just like Jason on the flip side may not know anything about the person that I bring onto the show. But again, Jason's got experience on stage. He's a musician. He's recorded records. He understands touring. So there's all this relatable middle ground that, you know, you don't necessarily have to know the details about. One of us knows the details. And that's what, and and that's good enough. And then the rest, the rest of it, we're just having a conversation. You know, yeah. there's there's a point uh, that I wanted to bring up about, um, it, you know, he, he, here in in Austin, there was a the Austin Music Network. You guys recall that? Yeah, hey, and it, it was yeah. on. Yeah, and it was on uh, like public access. It was on one of the. It was on the dial, the local dial. And, um, you know, it was a fairly big production. I don't even know how they got funding for that. I mean, that seemed like that would have been kind city. Of a, I think, I think it's city funding. Yeah. Like yeah. A, like a public access that I, I could be wrong, but yeah, that's Lewis I black, I think was the head honcho on the, anyway, uh, mm. I got roped into doing, doing a show. I mean, I was like a VJ, I was MTV oh, yeah. VJ kind of guy. And my first couple of episodes, and I did a shit ton of episodes, a ton. I did it. I did like two a week, maybe. Anyway, um, 
they weren't live. You know, they had to edit them down pretty much like this. And I had to create a set, you know, and it's just, I was basically trying to create this uh, somewhere where they could take it down if they needed and set it up exactly the way I have it every time, like a TV set. Pretty interesting. Anyway, the what the point I was going to make, I I scripted, basically, to use that term, my first couple of episodes where I'm literally typing out everything I'm going to say and I'm kind of reading it verbatim and it was fucking awful. It was so <laughs> terrible because I'm, I'm self-conscious. So I'm yeah. watching it. I'm, I'm watching the episode back, you know, and it wasn't like I could approve the episode. You yeah. know, it wasn't there. It is in what the it is, right? I wasn't in the editing room with them yeah. while they're putting that episode together. And it was like this. Hi, I'm Jason McMaster, yeah. and today reading a script. I'm reading a play. script, but I mean, I was playing videos, and I had to set them up, you know, and I had sponsors and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, that doesn't work for me, ever. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. fucking work. So, so you're kind of talking about acting almost, like how how are you going to be perceived, or how how are you going to uh, function on camera, on a rig, you know? Well, and I you did, know what I mean? Was, like, yeah, well, it was my first time. It was my first time to, you know, I was like, I, there was had to be some nerves, you know, I think, I think y'all, you guys had nerves until about the 40th episode. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think, I wow. think they were, like, yeah, we we're having little discussions about, Hey, can you, can you just like do whatever, you know, going back and forth, like try this, whatever, you know, you're noticing stuff. Yeah. About the 40th episode, you're like, that's when things started getting like comfortable. Like, don't don't get that. Start gelling, right? Don't yeah, get you gelling, right? Let's yeah. go. I right. think going back to what Jason was saying about his time on the on the local music network was, you know, one of the one of the reasons I think the Talk Louder podcast works, at least for the two of us, is it sort of plays to our strengths because it just allows us to be us. You know? Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the difference that I'm talking about. So when so as a, as Jason being a singer and me recording him, there's times that I'm like, okay, warm up a little bit. Yeah. You know, and, and he's like, well, I'm just trying to sing. And like, yeah, just give it a minute. It'll, it'll warm up. So right. like I can recognize the difference, but he's on the other end. So yeah. I was waiting for you guys to get comfortable just talking on camera. Yeah. And yeah. there was a point when centering up your, like your said, I'm probably not even center, but like, <laughs> Hey, just, just like center up, make sure your audio is good. Kind of do that thing. And you guys like, it took about two weeks and all of a sudden everything's center. I don't even have to ask again. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, well, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that we were, we were learning and, uh, learning. And yeah. You, yeah. You have to, I mean, you have to, you have to know, or I, I could say we need to know what we want it to sound and look like. Yeah. We know that now. Uh, yeah, it yeah, took a minute. And, yeah, and you know, just yeah. to, for to give some insight, uh, our listeners, uh, you know, we we are we're, we're we're filming this. This is you know, you can watch this podcast. You can watch us do this. And yeah. I kept and I saying, like when you start, I don't like to edit. I like you guys just keep talking, right. and I don't want to cut into it and make try to make sense of anything unless you. Hey, I gotta go piss. I get that. that that's about it. You know what I mean? That's about the only thing I'll cut out. I get that. Uh, piss break right yeah otherwise y'all just talk yeah 
so here's what I was gonna say is like I I there was a there was a, a, a strong sandpaper Jason likes to sandpaper people where I just tell you exactly what's going on. You know, I don't care that we're taping it as much as the audio. The audio is more important, and you would – it wasn't an argument. It was just like, no, you have to get centered, and, your you know, your mic stand has to be right, and da-da-da-da-da, because people are going to watch this, and it's going to be out there forever. And, and Consistency. Correct. That's, that's, my, that's my thing. Correct. I call it yeah. I call it lines. You know how lines – you have to have lines. Keep it in lines? Yeah, you're consistent. You're keeping you within have to the have lines. lines. Yeah. And you the call audio, lines, I call it consistent. Yeah. The audio is part of the lines too. Yeah. So nice. with the video. So once you guys, you know, got everything centered, audio's good. Don't have yeah. to talk about it again. No, you don't. But y'all just do it. Like you just check it out. Okay, cool. Well, I yeah. really think that it was uh I mean, we were talking about this shit a minute ago, but it's it's about figuring out uh, with what you've got without spending a, you know, $10,000 on a rig to, mm -hmm. to do something like this, um, which you don't have to do. Uh, and it, it's still, it's, it's, we don't talk about it as much anymore because we kind of got our thing down. But I mean, Dave, tell us about the nightmare you had just like learning about yeah. how to use the microphone Dave, and what, yeah, where does this go? Dave's like, Dave is a newbie when it comes to sound and audio and technical and anything like that. He's a newbie. He doesn't know what's up. Yeah. Where do like, I plug this you guys in? You need to help me out. Where, what, what's, yeah. I have a microphone and what do I do? Okay. Yeah. What so, knob, so that, what knob that do the, I turn? Yeah. That was the intimidating thing for me in the beginning. Um, I, I've got no problem talking. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, but for me, it was the technical aspect of it. And you guys are both professional musicians and the studio geeks, and you know all about microphones and sound levels and mixers and all this stuff. I didn't know any of that stuff. So here I am ready to talk all day about, you know, Led Zeppelin or Blue Oyster Cult or something like that. But I can't get fa past the fact that my mic sounds like crap and I can't hear yeah. myself. And, and I'm so and I'm I all I'm all sidetracked and overwhelmed with that. And my conversation goes out the window. And Jared was picking up on that early on. He's like, we got to get this guy comfortable so he can do what he does, which is talk. He's too busy worried about yeah. not hearing and his lighting is terrible. And, and how much can you spend, bro? I, yeah, I, don't want, exactly. I don't want you to spend a whole bunch, but man, it's going to cost a couple bucks. You're like, yeah, exactly. Okay, so whatever. We, like, yeah, we like did throw some bucks, money so. at it, it, you know, yeah. and, and we're still throwing money at it, but it, it's what it took to get it to the level where it is. And I think right now, I mean, I, I'd, I'd find it hard for somebody to to critique the, the, the video and the audio for, uh, you know, what we're, for what we're doing on the budget that we're doing it on. Uh, we're not Eddie Trunk. We're not Howard Stern. We're a couple of guys in our man cave basements or whatever. And uh, yes, I spent some money on a microphone and Jason helped me out with a mixer and, and Jared put it all together, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and when I say put it all together, you got to remember this all started during a pandemic. So we're we're basically Zooming each other. It would have been so much easier if one of you guys could have come to my house and plug this into that or whatever. That's but the old days. Yeah. yeah. So now, you know. It, it took a while, especially for me. I'm perfectly comfortable talking, but I couldn't get to the talking part because in the back of my mind, I was stressing over the technical aspects. And once you all that kicked ass, though, you guys kicked ass, you, you kicked ass, everybody, like all of a sudden we got up to this level, like, OK, cool, we can do this every time. And consistency, every episode started 
busting out. Because once you get past all these technical weirdisms that you're trying to sort out, then you can get to the real meat of what the episode is about, yeah. like what they're yeah. talking about. You can forget about all that technical crap. Right. Nobody wants to worry about that when you're trying to talk freely with somebody about yeah. whatever. You do know? you remember where we were going to do an episode and we had to just scrap the whole day? That happened a couple of times. <laughs> there was one, there was a, there was a short time and I don't want to take, you know, 30 minutes talking about this, but there was a short time. I mean, I figure some people might be interested where the struggle was, and it's not, it's not all on Dave. It's no one's fault or anything, but remember either your headphones would work and then your microphone would not. Yeah. You remember that? It was, yeah. you, which yeah. plug do I go, which speaker do I want? Which, which hole yeah. do I put this cable in? Yeah. If you look back at the early episodes, you know, if you look at the first two months of Talk Louder episodes, I'm probably on a different mic every third episode because <laughs> we were we were experimenting with all these different microphones. And then for the longest time, I didn't have any in-ear monitors. So I was hearing I wasn't really hearing myself speak i could hear no. jason yeah, this fine but i couldn't it's a tricky myself. one it's very tricky so then you, i'm you know, all the on like, balance yeah. yeah there's a there's a recent episode uh that that where they didn't have their there's a there's this one really tricky thing and they they didn't realize it and they were having this this issue of course i, I was able to figure out how to get around it but they don't, i know we i know, I know, these, I know which episode yeah. you're talking about we're running Has into that, problems you're like that's has that digital. episode aired yet has that episode aired yet? I don't think so. No. Oh, that, well, that's why we can't. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep that under wraps. It doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> no. It you, doesn't matter. You run that was into a great this, episode. Sure, it was. I'm sure we're not episode. the only ones run into that problem. You know. Yeah. And then you, you know, know, the other probably like, how are we going to deal with this? We got to deal with this problem. You fix it. Yeah. Now we we you know once the technology got up to speed and we could focus on what we came here to focus on, which was talk. Um, I think things started going really well. And, yeah. um, and like you said, Jared, I remember the first, you know, couple of weeks or whatever, the three of us would get on camera and Jared would be that Dave, your camera needs to be a little more to the left. Dave, uh, that light looks like shit. Do something about it. And then, you know, and then once it got dialed in, I could set it up on my own and have been now for months and months and months. So me and Jason get on, you know, we, we click on the zoom link and we're ready to go, man. Uh, I'm free. Okay. I tell you, I, um, Dave, you know, you guys, Dave, hold on. Ever hold since on that happened. Hold on a second. Dave. What? A year. What? A year. What? Yeah, a year. You, you've, yeah. you've said months and months and months. I've been setting up it, uh, Dave. It's a year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm subtracting <laughs> the first two or three months that was all kind of hit or miss at least, but mm. yeah. Well, there was a point when, I, I said, you guys need to sort this out. Like mm -hmm. every day when you go on, do this, do this, whatever. You get it all straight. Yeah. Never had to never had to say anything again. Every time right. you'd send me an episode, the cameras are centered. The audio yeah. sounds right. <laughs> you guys talk. Don't have to worry about it. Awesome. You sound, cool. you he sounds like a train, proud father. You had to train the guinea yes, pigs. Exactly. <laughs> you had to train the guinea pigs to go through, the, the, go through the same habit trail every time. You know? yeah. yeah, get on yeah. with it. You know, got to get the treat at the end. Yeah, because yeah, whoever's going to come in and talk, you don't want to worry about all that other stuff. You want to talk, uh, you know, louder. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yo. Hey, yo. Uh, hey, so, so, I mean, do you still, Dave, this is, I'm not trying to throw rocks at you. Do you still have to, like, wire up the Ethernet cable every time you do an episode? 
You got, no, it, you got it hardwired finally? It's been what? hardwired for a year. A year. I didn't even... No, no, but but you that congratulations. Yeah, it, it, but, but the thing is, is weren't you for a while having to like roll that cable down the stairs or some yes, shit? I was. Oh my god, <laughs> was. It's hysterical. Well, because if you guys remember, I had a spotty internet signal here. Uh, and that we could are both on Wi Fi. Well, it, it was, was Wi Both of y'all are on. Yeah. Both of you guys were on Wi Fi, and it was like, hey, man. It's so glitchy. I can't even understand what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? N nobody's going to pay attention to this past the three second mark if we don't get this dialed in. Because as as anyone listening and the three of us know, you tune into something, you can't hear it. You can't see it. You're, yeah, you're, you're on something else. You're done. Listening. You're done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we got it all <laughs> dialed in, and uh, yeah, I am permanently wired. the The thing is now, um, did, you, did you just duct tape the the cable to the wall, or what? Yeah, pretty much. It's still running down the stairs. It's oh just kind of tucked under the carpet and tacked oh. to the basement. Hey, that works. That works. Hey, no, that's how the we had a problem did. since. Yeah, we've been fine ever since. So. You could work for the cable company. That's all they do. The one thing I do, the one one thing I do need to do every time we do an episode, and and people may not be aware of this, they're probably not, but this room I'm sitting in is uh, my office. So, and and typically I sit in here with the window open. I've got a window right in front of me, and so I like all the natural daylight. So I have the window open, and I, I, it's not set up for doing what we're doing right now. So every episode before we go on camera, I have to prep the room. And so I hang up a blackout curtain. I kill the overhead light. I set up all the, you know, the spotlights and whatever. And uh, in order to do that, I have to move a couple things around. So mm -hmm. this is my I live in this space and I work here besides the podcast. So when it's time to do the podcast, I have to prep it for the podcast. So it, it's it's a little bit of a routine. <laughs> that goes into getting the room all set up. I know Jason, you know, he teaches from home and I think his studio is more or less 95, 99% set up and he plops down in that chair, hits the mic and he's ready to go. Yeah. For, for talk louder, I have to move my chair over to get this background for when I, when yeah. I teach, when you, I teach, I you just, you ever turn, been bitching about that? Yeah. I just, bitching about that? when hey, I you, teach, you, I just turn this way. Like I can, I can move my camera. There's a, there's a curtain right here over here that I know that some sometimes it's in the shot. Most of the time yeah. it's probably that corner over here is in the shot. But but you can I see I don't have the, a setup. So I had to set up whatever lighting is yeah. going on right now my just tonight. You can see the daylight right here. Reflecting off of Yeah reflecting some, off of my C D rack. Yeah. yeah. Uh but uh Dave, there are a lot of episodes where like, you know, it starts when you have kick-ass lighting, it's all perfect. And then yeah, all of a sudden, it's like 6.30, and you're yeah. in the fucking, by the end of this, uh, well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Talk Loud. Yeah, I'm, in there, really, right. I'm in there brightening it up. I'm in there in with the a fucking dark a flashlight. Yeah. Rainy. No, yeah. that see, that's another one of those things. That's, a, that's another one of those uh, live and learn things, because yeah. what was happening was... I was closing the blinds on the curtains in this room and thinking that was enough. And it was, you know, depending on the season. But once it got to a point where the sun is starting to set around five or five thirty or something like that. Yes, it, it became noticeably darker in the room. So yeah. I went and bought a, a blackout curtain that basically keeps this room. So it looks nice and lit up when I'm in here right now. But when I get done with an episode and I walk out to the living room, it's like, oh, my God, like I just stepped out of a cave. 
but it's definitely more consistent now because of that blackout curtain. It doesn't, it, it blocks out any variation in the sun or the outdoor lighting. Uh, so that was another thing. I mean, what did I know about well, that? It's, it's, it's also production and anyone in production will know this. You have to have controlled environment that's lighting mm -hmm. and sound. That's it. Absolutely. That's how a show yeah. is put on. That's just there how it is. There's All right, we're filming at 3 a.m. and it's going to be sunshine and raining yeah. at the same time. It's a, it's a well, how do you view. do that? It's Wizard of Oz shit. <laughs> you, spend a, you spend a bunch of time getting it ready so that it's right where you want it to be, and then you're ready to go. Like you just explained, you spend yeah. all this time to get it like, okay, lights are like this light over here and that light over there. Okay, cool. And now you yeah. just, yeah. and then you, then you can go talk to the, the guest or, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. and, and act freely like that, like that didn't even happen. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And if you like, had a tech, you would just be walking in going, Hey, how's it going? Nice. You know what I mean? You wouldn't yeah. be thinking about all that stuff, but I'm we're still all low budget. Tech. Yeah. You're waiting on yeah, the tech. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> waiting on my tech. Doesn't We're he, all waiting live, on our tech. Doesn't he live with you? <laughs> yeah, right. My son is my tech. Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It he has helped out with a few him. technical aspects of this show, at least. He has. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Shout out <clears> to my son, Dash. Well, well uh, let's let's jump into uh, favorite episodes. Dave, you go. What do you have? <laughs> do you, how many do you have? Oh man, I've got a lot, but I, I, I you know, you mentioned Martin, Martin Birch. Yeah. Martin Birch was, I really enjoyed that one, uh, because I'm such a fan of his work. Um, I mean, two of my top three favorite albums of all time were produced by him and that's number of the beast by iron maiden and heaven and hell by black Sabbath. But you know, his, uh, and then of course he did mob rules and he did blue oyster cult fire of unknown origin. And, uh, I mean, he, the list just goes on, but I, I really enjoyed doing the research for that one. Um, because I just appreciate his work and I, I think he's made every band that he's worked with sound fantastic. I, I learned a lot. I think the episode yeah. was, uh, was just this huge rant of all of these great records. And you know, what's interesting. We didn't really start about his humble beginnings or there may have been one record we talked about where he was just the, uh, he wasn't the mixing engineer or the producer. Yeah. He was like the, I mean, he wasn't going and getting, he wasn't the runner, you know, he right. wasn't the gopher. Right. He wasn't going and getting coffee for the artist. He was, he was like a mic tech or something. Yeah. Um, I don't recall, but uh, Jared, what about you? Is there a, is there an episode? I mean, you're the one who has to edit them. Do you? Do you? I don't watch? really think about it as episodes because a lot of times the episodes, uh, even like the really good ones, I always think like, well, there's a follow up, right? Like, it might be a follow up. What um, the stuff that I like is is uh, when you get those little gems, like people like Martin Birch or Sean Sean Weingartner, people that have like something very special that no one's really necessarily going to know about uh, that. They need that kind of press. Like it'd be great if everybody knew about this, you know, the book or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. That's the yeah. stuff that I like. Um, people that, you know, I know that I was like, they're, they're awesome. Like, let's get them on the show. Jason yeah. Kotwitz, you know, yeah, I think we've had a good mix of of, of guests, and, and by mix, I mean we've had people that are, you know, well-known names, and then we've had people that are just kind of friends of ours that are in the scene, and what I like about 
uh, the people that are friends of ours that are in the scene is that they've got great stories to tell, but they're never really wider. They're not going to have a platform to share those stories, you know? Um, And they're, they're every bit as interesting as somebody that's got four or five records in the store that you're, that you're aware of, you know, I thought Rodney Dunsmore was, blew my mind. I was like, wow, this is this guy's like the hardcore collector. Of course, Sean Weingartner. Uh, I loved Harold O uh, that we had on. Jason got him on. He's a, a photographer from the Bay Area, did all the photography for early Metallica Slayer Exodus. He, he was, uh, yeah, the murder in the front row book and the movie. Yeah. And the. I mean, he's he basically grew up with our heroes. Yeah. You know, he went to like junior high and shit with like, I don't know if he actually really did go to junior high with Kirk Hammett and and Gary Holt and and Marco Zagata <laughs> and Cliff Burton. Super plugged but, in. But you know what? Yeah. I think he did. So you see what I'm saying? Way back, he's super plugged in. Yeah. Like you got, you got to talk yeah. to a guy like that. What's yeah, up, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And, that, yeah, and I that, and I think those people those people are interesting because they've got they've got I mean people think I have great stories to tell I got nothing on Harold O and yeah, I mean true. who would ever get to talk no offense, to, or to Harold O you yeah. know well the let's, awesome. you know ta- speaking of Harry O it's it's one of my favorites because uh, he's just a dude yeah. the, the fact that you know you know the this is going to sound really crappy of me i feel per, oh, well i i feel bad saying this the dude played bass in the the one of the biggest hardcore b- bands in the world dri for 20 fucking years and the thing that i that i know him for is being a dude in the pit if, like you know, he's not he, even a bass player. Like he's not even <laughs> he wasn't the, the bass player for DRI. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Dude, tell me stories about Kirk Hammett's house. Yeah. I mean you know, I, that's why that's what I want to so out wild. about. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to other people. It's so weird. Well, yeah, then, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. The thing, too, um, is, you know, people not that people wouldn't have been interested in his time in DRI, of course, of course but of he's course. got this other layer that nobody's going to have. I mean, right. lots of people are a bass player in a band, but who has that extra layer of, hey, back in the day, I was the go to photographer who was in the pit taking pictures of Metallica at a keg and he party. was a kid. Yeah, just like them. You know, he was seven. That's the story. Old, that's the real old, story, like you know. Them. That's the real. Yeah, I think. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that that always catches my uh, uh, my attention are the stories. Whenever there's some story about, you know, like whether it be a big story or sometimes like it's like this guy who's there's no real like he's not famous for what he is, but if you know, you know he who he is. Yeah then there is kind of like, like that's so plugged in. He knows all the stories, but you don't know his story until you know, you know what I mean? It's yeah, very strange. Sure. No. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the thing that we, we, we seek out people like that. And uh, I get a big kick out of it because they have stories that are every bit as interesting um, to stories that are, you know, more well-documented. You know, we had Phil Lewis from LA Guns on the show, and I loved that. I love him. I love the band. Good, that was great. I, I thought he was great. But, I mean, the world knows about Phil Lewis, and the world knows about his stories. Our job was to sort of get him, maybe get him to come out of his shell and tell something maybe he hasn't told before or embellish on something he's already told before. But he's been documented so many times 
whereas a guy like Harry O has not. And that, yeah, and, we, and so I yeah, like to have a little bit of both yeah. on the show. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the funny thing is, is about Harry is I, I kind of fell in love with the guy even more. He's like, it's like a, you know, you're doting on a new pet or something. It was really strange. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted him to feel like, you know, that he knew why I wanted him on the show. And it wasn't just because of murder in the front row and things like that. It's because he had recently, and I talk about it in the episode, he had recently done some posting uh, on his Facebook page or something that got out of hand with a friend of his who had COVID and it got political and they got into this big, you know, on internet fight, you know, and they called each other and they, they, they kissed and made up, but it's because it, let's go back to what Harry's, you know, stream of consciousness. I can relate. To, I relate to that because I'll just, you know, vomit a bunch of stuff out and go, Oh wait, I need to like cure that before I, let that go public, right? That's why the joke about, and Jared knows this, is I sandpaper people all the time. I'm roasting people all the time. And I don't mean, I'm not trying to roast you to make you feel like shit. Uh, it's just the way that I talk sometimes. You just have to. You know, you just know, I just talk like that. You just know me or you don't know me, you know? So anyway, um, stream of consciousness. He just sandpapered the shit out of you. <laughs> Well, if you get sandpapered by me, it might mean that I, I really do like you. You just can't tell. You just, or, or just matters what you're talking about. Hey, you need to turn your mic up. You need to put a little fuzzy on your mic. Great shooter. Hey, give me no yeah, complete, you know, let's divulge in truth only here. So anyway, tell me how you really feel. Is if that equals sandpaper, I no apology. No, but he was dude, he was like he was texting me days after. Like every day after for a couple of days going, dude, you're like my new therapist. You mean I felt like I, I was high. Well, yeah. So imagine if you didn't imagine if you're one of these people that had a normal life and not a lot of things happen around you. Like you, you don't see famous people and you're not nothing spectacular. And then there's people that aren't famous that are around that kind of thing. And there's yeah. a lot like you go to your day job or you just go to something that you're supposed to go to. Yeah. And there's like, there's three or four famous people there. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the next day it's the same thing. There's people where this is kind of normal. Yeah. And then there's people that are like, you shouldn't even be here, but you're here every time. Yeah. <laughs> like you shouldn't yeah. be with all these famous people all the time, but you are for some reason. Yeah. And it's almost like the pick of destiny. Like, yeah. you, you know, like, you, <laughs> oh my God, you have to pick, you know, so Harry O's one of those guys, like he doesn't even know why he shouldn't even be here, but he is. Yeah, he's that's with right. All of those motherfuckers. But he's I think with that, everyone that you can think about. I think know? that he's vital. You know, it's like I don't even really care about the opinion of of all of the the you know the the the, the rock stars that he grew up with. It doesn't matter if if they behind the scenes, you know, might even go, uh oh, here comes Harry, hide the beer or whatever. If they have little, because they know him, they he's know maintained. Him. They see yeah, him he's coming. Maintained. Yeah, that's Somehow, right. Somehow, whatever, it doesn't matter. The it doesn't matter. Kept him that's right. Going through the times where he knew all those people. That's and right. Was connected with all of these people. That's that's right. Like how, you know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. Well, and, and some and people they, just have that. He was there in the beginning. It's like, I, I, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at this. You know, if I were walking down the street with Harry O and we were just going to go 
get a hamburger or just whatever. And we're just talking about old school shit, you know, and just like I do every day all the time anyway, which is why we have podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jared. Uh, I, I would be like electrified. I would be levitating. It would look like I'm walking feet on the ground, but I would be levitating just, dude, this is Harry O. I'd be walking into a restaurant with Harry O and there could be, you know, I don't know, Dwight Yoakam, uh, Willie Nelson, uh, James Hetfield, and uh, Cliff Burton sitting at a table over here. And I'd still be like, Harry O, I'm with Harry O. And he knows some of you those know. guys over there. And you know what I mean? It would still be exciting for me because of who he is, because of what he meant to that early scene. And you know what? There's a ton of of people like that who were just there who became kind of like infamous because they were there. Yeah. 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 How were they there? Always, they were I've luckily always, there. It's sort of an underdog kind of a thing. It's like, do you know who that is? That just looks like some dude. Well, he was the bass player in DRI. Oh shit. But yeah, but that's not even why I'm going, do you know who that's that like is? icing <laughs> on the cake. Right. Yeah. That was my point. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, you know, uh, we've had uh, a few people like that um, that I was I really enjoyed. Uh, Demi was another one, you yeah. know, professional uh, professional uh, stage manager, drum tech. Uh, you know, worked with Rhino Bucket and Ronnie James, the Dio <clears throat> Disciples, and and then we had uh, Claudio who did the artwork for the Judas Priest record, Firepower. So it's sometimes it's these behind the scenes people that aren't household names. And you have to look really hard on the credits of the album to even see their name. Um, those are sometimes the people that have the great stories because those stories aren't told all the time. A lot of the guests that we have on the show, I love having them, but they're here to talk about a new album or the latest tour or whatever. And it's kind of a, a different version of the story we've heard before. And we're still grateful to have them on the show. Don't get me wrong. But it's those guys that are or girls, you know, whoever that's kind of hiding in the shadows, doing some of the background work. It's like that's you want to hear those stories because so many people go to a gig and all they know about is the performers on stage. They have no idea what it's like to be the drum tech or the truck driver or the front of house sound guy or whatever. And those yeah, you can, are really you can ask story. someone you can ask someone who's uh, been around a while and has, a, you know, is a popular artist of some kind. You can ask them about their new product and what makes this one different than the last one. You know, to what's your favorite song on the new record? You can ask them those questions and it'll be an interesting interview and it'll just be fun fanfare. Sure. But you can't ask that person the things that we asked those underdogs. Yeah. You can't. The thing, the, it's the, not the same interview at all. And people want to hear those answers. You know what? And I bet a lot of people don't even think to ask those questions because they don't even right. think about those types of people That's when they exactly think about right. going to a rock show. Nobody, you know, with all due respect, nobody goes to a rock show and wonders what is the day-to-day -day life on tour like for the, the, the guitar tech, you know? Right. Maybe, 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 maybe a few music nerds do or guitar nerds do or whatever, but the vast majority of the people, they want to know all about – the performers on stage and they have no idea not, not the guy the that wrote the book about the guy on stage 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Or took the photos or whatever. Sometimes right? those people have track records that go way back. And so you, you might be asking about like, like I know, like say a Ramones, somebody who tech for Ramones and you'd have a Ramones question for them. But a lot of times those guys, they Ramones isn't the only band they work for. Like no. they might've worked for, they, they've been, they bounce around. So sure. they have stories that just go so deep, like, like Harry O, like he's just around a bunch of different people and who knows what's going to happen. Right. You know, so Iggy pop, <laughs> you know, like I did a tour with Iggy pop who knows what's gonna happen. and I've got That's stories about, about right. Iggy pop, yeah. Yeah. but you I didn't say that anyway, him, but, you know, no, you, you're right. And that's another thing uh, to sort of expand on the point I was just making. Most people don't even think about a guitar tech. And even if they did, they don't think for a minute that that person works for other bands. They go, they, yeah. they sit, they're watching, you know, say they're watching Testament on stage and they're like, if if they have the wherewithal to wonder the, to themselves, I wonder what it's like to be the guitar tech for Testament. And okay, that's one question. But guess what? After the Testament tour, this guy's going to work for Mastodon, and then he's going to work for Lamb of God, and then he's going to work for Trivium, yeah. and he's got stories about all this stuff. And yeah. most people don't know that these people bounce around because that's how they stay employed, you know? Yeah, it's, some of the stories may not be. I mean, you know, it depends on what interests you. You know, usually when people are watching an ep a podcast episode, they're they're curious about the famous people. Yeah. Or maybe the geekisms or, you know, like that guy played with that band for like two years. Right. And why did he leave or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And the yeah. tech might know the answer to that. But if you ask a tech what interests the tech, a lot of times it's tech stuff. Yeah. So that's not really what the podcast is about. But yeah. if, you know, if it's a tech that worked for King Diamond, he might have some cool story. But, uh, yeah, you know, like we had a recent guest, Wayne Nagel. <clears throat> that guy has has been around some really famous people. Oh, yeah. It kind of gets into the Harry O thing where you have, <clears throat> you know, he's got acquaintances that are famous and it's a normal thing. It's beyond just the tech. It's not just the tech. But these people, they they seem to, you know, keep finding their way into the lives of these other, you know, famous people or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, making things very interesting. It's the industry they work in, you know, and you know, if you're in that line of work, well, you, yeah, you can't help, especially if you're good, you're going to run into these people. But those people to me are the, again, I'll, I'll say it. I, I think they have this, they have stories that are every bit as interesting as, uh, you know, the lead guitar player for a famous band that's been around for 20 years. I was teching for a band and I didn't, I did a show, uh, I did a tour and Iggy pop was, was headlining. And if there was a very, I don't know who knows Iggy pop, but I, I'm not, a, I was never like a super fan or anything. I don't know everything there's to know about Iggy pop. But one thing I noticed was when he's off stage, he's a really nice guy. And when he's on stage, he's that punk ass motherfucker. Like, and one time he, he dove off the stage and everybody separated and he hit the ground and broke his shoulder and canceled two shows. It was a very strange scene to see Iggy pop do that because it's Iggy pop. Wait, he's yeah. not, I thought he could fly. Like he, <laughs> there's no cape pop out and he could just, go wherever, you know, right. You know yeah. <laughs> well, he can't wear a cape cause he has no shirt, you know? So the, no shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah he should wear a cape today. 
Exactly. <laughs> but there's some great stories about Iggy Pop that, you know, but see, I didn't the, even work for him. Right. These are the kinds of things we're talking about. You, you know, you're, you're, you don't even, you're not even working for Iggy Pop, but you were on tour with a band who was on tour with him. And so that offers you some insight that not the average Joe is going to have. And you were able to tell that story because of that connection. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I read, I read this article about Iggy Pop, uh, diving off the stage and he broke his, he broke his collarbone, broke his shoulder. And you can say, yeah, dude, I, I saw it with my own eye. Yeah. What? He just, he just, he just launched it. He wasn't thinking about anything, you know, as a tech, I might be, if you ask me, like, what were you thinking about that time as a tech? I'd be like, um, well, I had this new console. It was a digital console and I had to make, you know, yeah. some, blah, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> but the stuff people want to hear about are like, well, Iggy Pop jumped off stage and everybody parted. He hit the ground. Yeah. Like, bam. And, and then, going back to what Jason ah. said, nobody, nobody really wants to read it. They want to hear it from somebody who was there. They want to hear you yeah. tell the story. You I know? like the story. I like the story Jeff Tweedy tells about how he's he's working for I don't know Charlie Sexton or something, and he's got a guitar in his hand. He's got to hand it off to. It might have been E Street Band. Even may have even been fairly more recent years. I'm not. We'll I'm not certain. Anyway, the he he walks up and he's uh he's like, excuse me. There's these two gentlemen, right? He's like, excuse me, and he's he's holding his holding his guitar. You know, he's at work, right? He's about yeah. to hand the guitar off, kind of thing. And it's and it's David Bowie and Paul McCartney. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me, gents. Excuse me. Excuse me, gents. Coming yeah, through, coming through. Standing between <laughs> I, Bo, Bowie and I saw and Roger. Marty. I saw Roger Waters on the dance floor doing the the little the jig with his with his wife. Recently, See? wasn't that fairly recently? No, that was a long time ago. Oh, but oh, you, okay. you're looking at looking out on the dance floor. Eric Clapton's playing on stage, by the way. But oh, right. They're playing like, and they're like, "That's Roger Waters. He's just out there dancing." <laughs> and, That's and fucking like, awesome. When are you ever gonna see Roger Waters just out there like a normal person? You're, uh, you're fucking not. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're not. Yeah, you're not. You know. That's why that story's so great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to I wanted to take a, a little bit of time, uh, especially on this episode, to thank all of our listeners. You know, we've we've been really lucky to garner a, a, a pretty good audience, in my opinion, for only being out for a year. Uh we've got uh guests that comment all the time on Facebook or on YouTube. Uh, we've got some people that are regular commenters and, and Shotgun Rebel. yeah, Rex Rogers, Shotgun Rebel, mm -hmm. um, uh, Rusty Connor, Bob Sutcliffe. I mean, that, that, that I, them, yeah. I'm going to forget, uh, you know, as many names, more names than I'm going to remember. But the point being that I really appreciate that there's people out there that are as passionate about the show as we are about doing it. And uh, I, as much as time as it takes us to put the show together, it takes them time to listen to it and takes even a little more time to comment. And, and we appreciate that. And we understand that. So for you to dedicate an hour of your life once a week, an hour and a half to our show and then comment on it, uh, can't thank you enough. It's kind of one of the things that makes it worthwhile and keeps us going. So, yes, thank you very much. Yeah, please continue to do that and uh, tell a few more friends and let's build those numbers. <clears throat> um do you Jason, know that we had we had a new breakthrough too what's that the first female on our we podcast. did oh, yes. right. we didn't say anything when it happened i was like oh wait that's our first female 
I know, you know, I had that in the back of my mind. I didn't, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because I, it, I almost feel like it, you know. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't say anything. Exactly. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, I hear Jared. I hear Jared, and I think that it's, it is a, it is, an obvious uh, thing, and I think it's very, very awesome. Um, but you know, putting everybody in the same uh, field is, you know, is right. So I'm glad I was glad to have Bridget West. We're talking about Bridget. Yeah, West. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Bridget, I was yeah. kind of I was kind of hoping to get Kathy Valentine on for the first female, but well, you know, we are we are definitely an equal opportunity uh, host. <laughs> yeah. You know, so any of you ladies out there that you know have great rock and roll stories or play music or whatever, um, we're we're certainly open to that. It just happens that you know a vast majority of it's like yeah. a sausage party, I guess. If you're if you're, if you're living, <laughs> not and intending that. Yeah, not, not intending. No, of course that. not. Of course not. But if you're living and breathing, and you and you're a nerd like us, we probably would want to put you on the podcast. Yeah, we don't we don't care male human or not. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Talk so about rock and roll. Care if you're human. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I also <laughs> wanted. Jason was asking me a little bit earlier about favorite episodes, and um, I I really felt. Uh, honored, I guess, that we were able in this past year to get some of the caliber of guests that we've been able well, to get on the show. Yeah, you know, I'm I, I hate it that I take that for granted now because yeah. it's like I'm just like I've moved on. You know, I'm not going to sit around here and go, well, we had Ripper Owens on our part. We had Danko Jones on our part. We had Phil Lewis on our, you know what I mean? It's like these yeah. trophies. That I, I've already moved on. Yeah, they're on the shelf. We got them, you know. Maybe we'll, maybe the next time those guys release a record, we'll have them on two and they'll be on. We, yeah. could, we had them on twice. Yeah. That's the way I think about it. Like, even like all these guys, like you have them on. It's not the only time they're going to be on here. I want them to come back and y'all shoot the shit. Yeah. You got nothing yeah. like no record to put out. Shoot the shit. Right. And, and we've yeah. been lucky. Some of the some of the people we have a personal connection to, and they have been on the show with really nothing to promote or whatever. Um, yeah, but the, I, I, I feel like, you know, for only been off the ground for a year to be able to have people like Phil Lewis and, uh, Nigel Glockler, Nigel Glockler was fantastic. He always is. And that's a guy that we'll probably have back. I mean, I'll have him back tomorrow if he wants to, uh, we'll, we'll definitely look into having him back and he's a great guest. He's hilarious. And, and such. he was, uh, he was on, he was in, uh, England, wasn't he? Yeah. We had to deal with the time difference, but, uh, you know, we worked it out and he was more than gracious to join us. And Um, another, another overseas would have been, uh, Bart Gabriel, who was in Warsaw. Oh, he was overseas. He was in Poland. Maybe he wasn't in Warsaw. He was, he was in Poland, maybe somewhere in Poland. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Frank Bellow, dude. I if you asked me to name my favorite episode, and I and I and I, I almost don't want to name a favorite episode because I'm, I don't want it to sound like I'm uh, diminishing the other great guests that oh. we've had. But for me, Frank was the perfect guest. He was he was he was energetic, great stories to tell just human, you know, I yeah. almost forgot I'm talking to the bass player from Anthrax. He was, it was like talking to just yeah. a good, just a good I, I buddy. Did, I did for a yeah. second forget yeah. that he's he like was perfect. Bass and anyone for, who's you know, listening to this episode that missed the Frank Bellow episode, please go back and listen to it because he was amazing. Yeah. And I don't like, need to take away from it, the other people that we've had. We've had. No, but talking, you're right. Talking to Frank, if I may comment, just 
get the last word in here. Um, it was like talking to someone. Well, he was talking about his book, and his book is, is, is personal. And he talked about how he was in a shitty place, and he had to get help, and he was just laying it all out there. And it was just totally real, and I feel like uh, the episode was like a virtual, we were able to give him a, a hug, and he was able to hug us back. You know, It was a, it was a very human episode, yeah. and I think that's what that's I'm right. getting at. You know, yes, he's, he's well-known, and he's this bass player for Anthrax, which is, you know, obviously an internationally known band. But the beauty of the episode in my eyes was that he just came across as just a cool human being. And I felt like he was as happy to talk to me and Jason as we were to him. We were all on equal footing during that episode. He had a lot of great stories to share. Some of them were difficult for him to share. Some of them were happy for him to share, kind of ran the gamut um, he was promoting a book and that's what I, I liked about the book too. If you read about, if you read the book, his book is not about being the bass player for anthrax. It's about being a human being. Yeah. yeah. Struggles he went through and the, you know, his upbringing and the strong women in his life that helped pull him through difficult yeah. times. And then, you know, central to the story is, unfortunately, his brother was murdered and that took him to this dark place that Jason was alluding to. But throughout the whole episode, I I just went right over my head that I'm talking to the guy from Anthrax. I'm just talking to a really interesting yep. fellow human being. And we, for, that, we just that forgot. We just forgot that we have Anthrax posters right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During the oh, whole yeah. thing. There's my record collection that yeah. starts with ACDC Aerosmith Anthrax. Yeah. yeah. I wanted yeah. to I wanted to to say this real quick and this just kind of like fell on me like an anvil. Uh we have had someone on the podcast twice. Who is it, Dave? Oh, yes, Frank Meyer. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Frank yeah, Meyer yeah, from Streamwalking yeah. Cheetahs. Yes. Yeah. And man. There's a great, uh, great interview there as well. And again, I don't feel like it's an interview. He's just a, you know, we've been lucky enough to know him for a number of years. And he's just a, some people are just gifted talkers. Well, he's kind of yes, like, you right, know, he's, exactly. he's, he's almost kind of like a Bart Gabriel and a Sean Weingartner and a Frank Bello all rolled into one. Yeah. It, but yeah. And he does, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. It, that's, that's well said. He is primarily i guess you would say primarily uh a musician but he's got all these little sideline deals he's and all producer. these little sideline his stories are great he's a great he's a, some people are just great talkers and uh yeah. uh frank meyer is definitely one and um uh you mentioned wayne nagel earlier in the show jared um I didn't know much about Wayne other than his name because I live in Austin and his name is legendary in Austin. But I never met the man. I've never shake, shook his hand. Uh, we've never never had a conversation before. But I came away from that episode feeling like, you know, and as a journalist, I look for people or I appreciate people that are just great talkers. And they're not talking just for the sake of blabbing. It's like everything that comes out of their mouth is interesting. And Wayne mm -hmm. Nagel was one of those. Yes. And I felt the same way about J.J. French when we had him on the show. He was the first guy that really blew me away 
as far as being a nonstop talker. And he even made a joke at the end of the episode where he said that his daughter, because he, he makes a living, uh, as yeah. a, a si- he has a sideline gig as a motivational speaker. So yeah, he's like he goes up- for, he does presentations like Fortune 500 and shit like that. Bruce Dickinson does that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, he's got the gift of gab. And when we had him on the show, number one, I was surprised he would do the show because I didn't think we were big enough. I was enough. a little surprised too. I didn't think I, I we didn't, were big enough. When I heard that, I was like, wow. How, yeah. That, how, I mean, it was an honor to have him well, on the show. Well, not to rack him up, but I feel like that issue uh, had a little, gave me a little bit of uh, fear. And, and not anger, but like, uh, well, fuck you if you don't want to be on our little show. It, it, you know, it was just more like I was bummed. When uh, the powers that be, their publicists, you know, their PR companies were, well, how many numbers, how many followers do you have on uh, TikTok? How many? Da, 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 da. It's like zero. Fuck you. You want to do the, you want to hang <laughs> out with us? Talk about rock don't. and roll or not. Yeah, yeah it's kind of, yeah. right. It was kind of a, uh, an all or nothing or, you know, do you want to, do you want to hang out with us or what? You know, yeah, like, some it. of it, some of it's the sales pitch and some of it is the people either know me or they know Jason and there's sort of maybe a personal angle or we just get lucky and we find out that these people are just, they, they want to tell their story to anyone who will listen. I feel the like the first don't necessarily know everything. So they're, no. they're going like someone's interested they're going to they're going to go make note of it like hey you want to do this thing cuz it's talk right. louder right rock and roll talk yeah yeah you know? yeah like how bad I, could it be i feel like exactly. dave was i feel like dave you were almost about to say well i mean just to put it in kind of a little bit in order i'm probably going to get him out of order but the first like time that this would i wouldn't even call it an issue was the ripper owens episode where they were asking, well, what are your numbers? You know, how many followers do you have on so your socials and stuff like that? And I got backed out of that. And thank you, Dave, for for take for wearing that hat in this uh, uh, trifecta here between me and Jared and yourself by way of talking to the PR person because you're a journalist. You talk to PR people all the time. Yeah. You already have some of them on your speed dial anyway. So you know, what are our numbers? What do you mean? What are our numbers? Fuck that. Does he want to, you know, um, he agreed to do it. Yeah. We got him. Let me it's ask you this. And, what was it that and, ended up, what broke the camel's back? What, well, I think what broke the camel's back. And I think this is true. A lot of times is the publicist has no idea. The publicist job is to get exposure for their client. And sometimes yeah. the artist never gets the message because the numbers aren't big enough or the name isn't big enough or whatever. So that, that message never reaches the ears of the person we're trying to reach. No, I realize that, but how did we get him if it never? Because I think what happened was in my pitch to the publicist, I think the publicist will almost always turn the message or the pitch over to the manager. Oh. And the manager. And then they probably, try to sell it. The manager probably saw Jason from Watchtower or Dave from Metal Edge Magazine or something. And Ripper usually probably, they'll watch an episode. Usually they want to see an episode and see what you guys are talking about and what the content mm-hmm. is. And if you guys are professional enough and you have like, you know what I mean? Like you're, 
I don't see how they could see consistency, but they wanted like if they watch an episode, they go, okay, yeah, together, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're talking about rock and roll. And- sure. And I think there's times where Jason's name gets us through the door, and then there's probably times where my name gets us through the door. But it's can yeah, we get past that publicist who and sometimes I know the publicist, so that almost works to our advantage. So well, yeah. that's what I was trying to say. You yeah, know, it's a case by case basis, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we we've I think we've done pretty well for for being a startup podcast that's only been around for a year. And those people yeah, that have up. those people like Frank Bello and Phil Lewis and uh Nigel Glockler, JJ French, I mean, some of these guys, uh Danko Jones. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna miss you know 20 different names here that I should be crediting. I like it that I like it that Phil Lewis was. God, he said he was just so nice. That episode went gangbusters because He's, of something that we didn't even intend to happen. We were talking about uh, a total sideline conversation. Somehow, Axl Rose stepping in for ACDC became part of the conversation. And Phil told Jason that Phil thought Jason could have done a better job than Axl Rose fronting ACDC. Yeah, and, I, don't, I don't know if he worded it exactly like that. Just well, something like that, yeah. I don't, yeah, it, it was something it was, like that because well, it went ballistic yeah, all was, over the Internet. Yeah, it, you're right. It, it, it became, was super, super nice of him to be a fan of my voice enough to just say anything like that. You know, I'm not looking to give horse in the mouth. That was super nice of him to say. Um, that episode, that comment, which of course we weren't intending, it was just no. something that came up in conversation and it exploded. And yeah. one of the things that <laughs> we were joking earlier about uh, my son Dash being my tech, uh, one of the things that we started doing recently was capturing video clips of the episodes and putting them on Instagram and Instagram will support a 60 second clip. And then of course, Facebook will support that too. So I kind of recycle them, but I asked my son, how do I do that? In fact, Danko Jones is the guy who gave me the initial idea because after we had him on the show, he posted a clip of our podcast on his Instagram page and I, I clicked on it and I'm like, Oh man, I love the live interaction. You get just a little sound bite, and it makes Great. you want. It makes you want to watch more. Didn't it you, makes you want to watch the episode? Didn't you hit D- Danko up for that? Did yeah, you? Yeah. So I emailed Danko, Danko and I said, "Hey man, how did you? How do you do that?" <laughs> and he says, "I'm basically just recording. Uh, 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 I'm recording a, a, an image off of my screen or something. Whatever he told me, I was able to turn around to my son and go, "Do you know what he's talking about?" And my son said, oh, yeah, you get this app and then you do this and that. So I've started combing back through the episodes in recent years, sort of capturing these little sound bites. And I and I think they just add so much. They make the episode that much more enticing, especially on Instagram. Hmm. And it's tedious and it's time consuming, but I think it's worth it because that is what happened with the Phil Lewis thing. I isolated that clip where he's talking to Jason about replacing Axl Rose in ACDC. Um, you mean Brian Johnson? I mean, yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian Everybody Johnson. Everybody knows what you mean. Yeah. 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 And, um, and that little clip, because it was extracted and put to the forefront People were able to latch onto that, even if they didn't watch the whole episode. And that, just so you and it, know, I was I was talking to his. He, he was so nice in the episode. 
Um, he even says, I think it, I think that it made, I don't know if it was on the cutting room floor or not. I think that it's in the episode where he actually said, remember it was the end of the day for him. He'd been doing, he'd been doing inner press all day. Yeah. He'd been doing press since the morning time and that he, he saved us for last. So he could just go willy nilly. Lucky for us. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I have a, that was no accident. (laughs) Oh, it was not an accident. Oh, no. oh, you planned that. I planned but see, it. He, but he didn't know that you planned that. No, he didn't know, but I know how these things work. So I'm thinking, okay, his publicist says he's available. He's going to do four interviews today. And I said, I want the last one. And you know why I want the last one? Because once he finds out it's me and you, he's likely to stay on. Because all the the previous hour three, and a half, right? the previous three, he's going to oh, give boy. those people 20 minutes. If I'm the last one and he and he knows me too, by the way. So I yeah. told I told his publicist I want the very last interview of the day. Because I know that he you know, he may have other things to do that day, but he definitely doesn't have an interview after us. And I suspected that once he got on camera with us and got on mic with us and he knew it was me and Jason who he's Jason who he's toured with in the past, me who's interviewed him for magazines and things like that. I'm thinking if he has any more time to spare than the given 20 or 30 minutes, he's going to stay on the line with us because he knows us and he's got nothing else to do. So I purposely scheduled him. And he even said at the end of the or somewhere during the episode, I was trying to give him the benefit of, you know, giving some time back to him. And I was like, hey, Phil, I don't know how much time we have today. And he's like, ah, we got time. You're my two favorite Texans. I remember that. (laughs) <laughs> and he stayed with us for like an hour and 20 minutes or something. What did he like say? That. He said something like, uh, this is another thing that was sort of like uh, off the cuff, kind of behind the scenes. I don't know if it made it in the episode. He's like, so when when it shows up on his end, like I can see in the Zoom window, it has the, the participants' oh, yeah. names, right? Yeah. And when he was in the waiting room, he, he actually said something really hilarious. He said something like, yeah, I was just excited to be in Jason McMaster's waiting room. Yeah. He, <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, yeah, he can see that. Yeah. Anyways, so I, I booked the interview. So as far as Phil was concerned, he was talking to me that day. And then he gets on the Zoom. Oh, he didn't he even sees, know. Oh, no, oh. I, I told him. I told him. I told his publicist, it's me and Jason. It's the Dave and Jason show. Dave yeah. and Jason. There's two of us. Right. Dave and Jason. But I have a relationship with the publicist from a previous business or whatever. So I'm sure all he's doing is putting me down as the lead name. Mm-hmm. And he's telling Phil, hey, at two o'clock or whatever, you're talking to Glessner. Right. And, and so Phil got on the camera and or no, he was waiting to get it. Yeah, he clicked on the Zoom link and he was, what a nice surprise. I didn't know I was going to I was waiting in Jason McMaster's waiting room or whatever. So he was having a great time with us, and and I booked yeah. him on purpose as the last interview of the day, and he stayed with us for an hour and twenty minutes. He was great. well. That that shit worked out, yo. Yeah, yeah. it worked out perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I want to just point this out. Uh, you coming up with this idea maybe had something to do with the fact that we were in the middle of a lockdown. I think you mentioned earlier in this conversation. Uh, a pandemic, strange times. I feel like this has been a bit therapeutic for maybe all of us here, but maybe people who 
never listen to podcasts before hours. And I know some people have commented on our socials saying, well, well, I'm not a podcast guy, but I am now. And I want to get your thoughts on that because you, you're, I'm not going to call you a podcast guy, but I know that you, you listen to podcasts. What, which, yeah. So yeah, I have a few podcasts that I listen to. Some of them pertain to business and some of them pertain to, um, uh, a lot of science stuff or whatever. I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. I have a few that I listen to that cover a lot of ground. So, um, and I like the certain format. One of the things I like is when you talk to people um, that there's no deadline. You're not trying to finish by an hour. And when it's like that, there's a whole different vibe. And I, some of the podcasts, I listen to podcasts that aren't like that and that are like that. And with this one, that was what I always wanted. Because like, what if you got David Lee Roth on there? You don't want to kind of like structure it so that you're going to end. You want to talk as much as you want to talk. And that's kind of where it came from. Because a lot of this stuff was, um, you know, like, oh, I remember that. And you start thinking, you know, it's just like all this, all these thoughts and everything from the past and keeping track of music and who is in what bands and and all that stuff is is so broad you know yeah. you don't want to be limited to a certain time frame do you um, feel like do you feel like i'm sorry to interrupt do you feel like my 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 question was uh, more directed to do you feel like you listening to a podcast whether it be whatever topic it is do you feel like after you listen to one or two or whatever it is i don't know what your your routine is do you feel like it is a bit therapeutic or do you walk away like you learned something like, and it's something that yeah. you enjoyed listening to? Yeah, no, that's a, exactly what it as is. Opposed it's, to, it's a, yeah. As opposed to, it's not an assignment. You're, you're looking it up. You're looking for a topic and you want to hear it, but you want to learn. So if you're sitting, I'm sitting next to the average guy, I don't know what they do, but like if, like certain podcasts, depending on the subject matter and depending on what I'm into and inspired by at the time, I might be listening to every one of those episodes. They may be three hours long, mm-hmm. but there's a reason what, what I'm getting out of it is, and especially during pandemic is you're getting like, I'm communicating. It's a form of communication, even though I'm not communicating back, I'm getting to hear someone's thoughts on certain things where they're not inhibited by a time frame or a certain kind of like, um, you know, we need to keep it within these confines or whatever. And so they're, Therapy wise, I get to hear people's opinions because they've been in lockdown too. And yeah. what what got you through it? And um for me, a lot of the things that happens, like I spend a lot of time in my own solitude, and then I spend a lot of time working on projects with people. And so, like if there's nothing going on, one of the things I do is create a project so that I'm working with people and I can expand out of my solitude, you know. So kind of relates a little bit in the sense that like when I, if it like me talking right now, if someone who doesn't know um, about podcasts, they might be listening to me and, and going like, Oh yeah, I kind of relate to that. And that's what podcasts are really about. So a lot of times people aren't getting into podcasts because it's either new technology or they don't know what to listen to or who to listen to. But as soon as you kind of start, like all of a sudden you realize there is so much information out there and you can learn 
so much. Like you can, like one of the business things, I'll, uh, podcasts I'll listen to in an hour, I can listen to someone's perspective that just started out and they just went through the same thing I did or something like mm -hmm. that. And I can completely relate to it. And it took me an hour that I may have broken up over, like I had to drive down to go pick up something. So that was 25 minutes of that. And I, um, so 25 minutes and I get another 25 minutes over here. I eventually finished it after about three drives. So yeah. I got through the podcast, but I learned all these things, especially bullet points and, you know, whatever it may be. And it depends on what I'm into at the time, you know, I may be into um, trying to promote music or I may be just trying to learn how to stream or uh, trying to learn how to, you know, um, real estate or something like that, whatever. But you guys was obvious when, when this thing, right. I went, I went, Oh, this is no brainer. You put you guys together and it just happens. So um, based on what I like about podcasts, like long format, yeah. um, there's people that can't sit there and listen to it. Hey, I'm sorry, but what will be appealing for those people that can't listen through everyone is that they go, they'll, they'll, they'll see one person out of there and they go, I want to listen to that. They listen to the whole thing and they go, that was great. They're not going to listen to the, all the other ones. Yeah, you're they right. They just became... They just got opened up to what a podcast can be like. Yeah, you you're know, right. For yeah. for us, it's more like you know, um, you just put yourself in those situations and you talk and talk and talk and talk, and all this information comes out. It, there's a normality there for us, but for someone who's never listened to a podcast before, they may not get that. They may not understand that. Like, oh wow, that's like that. I that sounds normal. That sounds like the way I think. You know, like then they relate yeah. to it. And all of a sudden they've learned something that's therapy. It's all great. I think it's communication and showing it's, it, you know, expressing what we're into and what everybody else is into talking about details that, that really opens up the, the world, whatever big or small that you may be talking about that opens it up to, to someone who may be secluded, you know, yeah. or, or not, you know, they yeah, may go, they, they may be a part of that. Like Harry O may, may be listening going, wow, I was there. I didn't even know that. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I was I wanted to bring that up and get a perspective from you being that this kind of is your baby. And um, the the idea the idea of just putting us as knuckleheads together talking about rock and roll is you're you're right. It's a no brainer. But I'm not a podcast guy yet. I have a podcast. You know, it just feels a little strange to me. I don't run around. I don't get in my car and turn on a podcast. Yeah. yeah no, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know. But right, you talk. But, yeah. You, you talk normally. Like when you're on stage, you talk. Yeah. And when you're in front yeah. of people, you talk. Yeah. And it's different than like, you know, like just being an, an average person that is never going to be on a podcast and just talking to people. Like when you're talking, you might be in front of a small audience. Mm -hmm. There's always some sort of audience there. Dave has even, you know, found that same thing. So you're in a different boat than just average. Yeah, your your perspective is very, very interesting because, you know, I work with kids and there there's times where there's groups of kids that kind of know each other or they met at the school kind of a thing. And it is they're raging in conversation. It's great. I have to go, hey, man, there's lessons going on. They're excited. People are trying to. Yeah. 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 And it's like a hub. Right. Then there's yeah. other groups of kids where there'll be 10 to 12 kids in a, in a fairly large 
you know, sort of commons area. You know, it's it's where they when the songs change, there's a different group of kids on each song and it, you could hear a pin drop. They don't know each other's names. They don't talk to each other. So this is a way for me to understand exactly what you're saying as far as being able to connect to something that you're interested in because you're you're one of those people that who's a bit secluded or shy or whatever yeah. it, whatever it is. I don't want to. They can hear what it's like to open up. That's some right. of these people, like like I remember when I was a kid and I was a musician and I started creating, I was quiet. And it, and it took it like being around people like, oh, you can speak up. Oh, OK. And I'll speak up. And all of a sudden I'm able to communicate. Some people just don't know how to do that or they don't know what it's like. They're, they're intimidated. They're a little, you know, kind of quiet about it because they don't know what it's like to be around someone who does talk like talk, talk, yeah. talk. Yeah. You know, and so podcasts are kind of a form of that because, you know, the opinions may, you know, I may we may be talking about a, like on this podcast, the subject matter is music. It's, it's pretty much in a certain box, but like some of the podcasts I listen to, they may float around between science and they may talk about politics or something. Yeah. But problem these days with the really, really hard subjects is people don't want to discuss them. They right. want to have their opinion. So that's a problem with society and in, in general in that way. But we're talking about people that like want to know more about people and stuff that's going on. Yeah. That's what podcast gives them because you just open the door and go, hey, wow, you say whatever you want to, you're talking right. about. And like, right. You could learn a lot. You could well, learn a lot about personality, yeah. let alone just the subject matter. Well, talk radio has been around forever and, you know, they would open up stations, would hire people to just sit there and talk and just blab their opinions and take calls on the subject matter. Well, I don't I disagree with you. I'm going to well, fuck you, click next caller, you know, and it would. And I think that thank God we don't have that format because, you know, this is kind of our club. Now, the cool thing is about our club is it's everyone's club. As long as they know that this is entertainment and uh, and it's like-minded people talking about these yeah. these really awesome things that we either yeah. collect or shows or, you know, records and whatever. Uh, culture. This is our culture. And if you Absolutely. understand this culture, you love this type of forum. Now, uh, I think that we have a lot of, I don't, I guess I could call them talk louder fans. Uh, listeners that, uh, you know, oh, my buddy Dave has this podcast, so I, I listen to this podcast. Wow, you, what? You listen to podcasts? Well, I'm not really a podcast guy, but my buddy Dave's on here, so I've, I'm a fan of this podcast. And that's happening a yeah. lot. Everybody's got to have a podcast, so you go get your podcast. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. And then well, just get I, on there and blah, blah, man, blah, that's, blah. I, I hear that happening, too. <laughs> That's not yeah. abnormal, dude. That happens. Yeah. But like, another, what are you going to talk about? Another another shout to our our listeners, followers, uh, whatever you want to call them, people that pay attention to us. I've seen, you know, I I was at a concert in San Antonio, and two or three people stopped me in the lobby, and they said, "You're the guy from Talk Louder." And then I was at a show here in Austin. Uh, not, in fact, it was your show. It was Broken Teeth and Junkyard. There was a guy in the audience wearing a Talk Louder T-shirt. So that just that just that just it, man, I love that so much. When I, I was, I don't know if I told you this. I was in Pennsylvania in September, 
and people were coming up to me going, dude, love the podcast, love the podcast. Yeah, see, that's great. And and I, I love stuff like that because, uh, and, and, and the people, they're truly enthusiastic. Like the people that stopped me in San Antonio, they were talking specifically about an, a particular episode and a particular question and the answer. I'm like, they're not just blowing smoke. They're paying attention. They're reciting details, you know, and I mm. love that. Mm. And I, I I can't overstate how much we appreciate that. And I wanted to go back to something that Jared was just saying uh, in 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 response to Jason's question. I'm not a podcast guy either. Never no, listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I listen to like three or four. That's about it. I've never been around like this guy. I don't want to sit around and waste my time hearing people just you know wah, 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 about some bullshit. But I, I've never been a podcast guy. <laughs> what y'all do? I know that. <laughs> I've never been a podcast guy either, and, until I got started in this thing. And and even though I'm started, you know, even though I'm part of this Talk Louder podcast, I still don't listen to other podcasts. But there was something that Jared said to me one time that I'll, I'll probably never forget. And I think it relates to this topic. Um, I was with you guys in the studio one time when you were recording a, a broken teeth video. It was uh, one of the videos for the four on the floor record. And I was in mm. the studio helping cue sound or something, whatever I was doing. And you guys were basically, you know, miming the song and recording a video and at one point you finished the you finished the take and Jared was asking a question about something he did in the in the during the song it was the and song for on the floor wasn't it i i can't remember i, I was guys, thinking simple you guys uh, you guys did three videos for that um it, it was so over in the it was off of St. Elmo's i yeah, remember yeah they were all kind of done there uh, it wasn't never dead and it wasn't simple no. It was four on the floor. It might have been four on the it floor. It was the footage with where I had the straight jacket on. No, it was it was one that was almost all black and white. The the one with the oh, that's never you, dead. You were, you were in the big room. Never that's that's never the, dead. Yeah, never yeah, dead that, was okay. in the other room. That's yeah, what that's, I was yeah. that's never dead. Okay, all right. So yeah, anyway, do you're together. doing this. You're 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 shooting this video. You finish the take. Jared was asking. Jason uh, or the band in general about something when he came over and did the guitar solo or, or whatever. I'm standing there on the sidelines and I just kind of piped up and I was like, you know, I thought it was kind of cool when you did this, you kind of moved over in this direction and you guys sort of jammed off each other or whatever. And I, and I said, but you know, Hey, that that's, I'm no video director. I don't make music videos. And Jared said, you don't make video music videos, but you watch them all the time. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. So there, it, it's like so, a spark. So therefore, <laughs> so therefore, my input is valuable. And I think that's what kind of, in a way, what you were saying earlier is like, um, you don't have to be a podcast person, but if you, if you consume this type of information, you might become a podcast person or at least. Hey, man, and some people don't know that stuff's out there. And then they hear the one and they go, oh, my God, what have I, I've been missing this. You guys uh, yeah. just talk freely. Yeah, about wow. about something that I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the, a lot of people. That's that's the thing. A lot of people didn't realize this stuff even existed the way it exists, and then yeah. when they hear it, they go, "Holy crap, that's awesome!" You know. 
So Jared, I wanted you to talk real quick uh, about, you know, you as the producer, one of your primary roles in all this is to edit each episode. And for the benefit of our, our viewers and our listeners, I want you to sort of tell how much or how little, I, I want to say how little, because I want people to understand that basically what they, what they, what they get is what truly transpired. I, in my opinion, I think the editing is very minimal, uh, but I, I, I want people to understand that because your role is as editor doesn't mean you're slicing and dicing and, you know, turning this into some sort of finished product. I, I think it's pretty raw, but you, you tell the story. So when, when we were starting off, I was trying really hard to have a format, which all that means is that like, so if you, if you look at the episodes, you have intro and the body of, of the material, the intro, the, you know, stupid things that we have to do, like subscribe to our websites and get that over with. And it's tiresome. We don't like it, but it was part of the routine. Like, so we have this certain format down. And then once that was established, I didn't even have to be there. So essentially you guys would just record them straight through. And what I was reiterating for a couple of times in the beginning when there was no guest was, I don't want to have to cut you up a bunch. You know, y'all, y'all just talk. And, you know, if you mess up, you know, you just get on with it. Like Ben, Eddie Van Halen, if he messed up, you didn't even know it. He would just keep going. Like, you know, that that's the way musicians would. So I kind of implied that same thing with you guys. And so um, the way you would record is you would get someone on there and you would just go. So all I had to do as an editor is just edit the, the pieces together the way that we originally intended. It's the same every time. And I don't mean to be that as like a, um, like a um, laziness or anything like that. I think there's, there's, very, there's something to be said about consistency. Whether I'm doing, whether I'm making a record or, or I'm on stage doing sound for somebody, there's consistencies that need to be there so that when someone walks up, they're not surprised by little bits or whatever. They just go in and they do what they do and then it's done. And then like, awesome. And usually that is the key to getting something that feels really natural. It's real open. And, um, you know, like the conversations, y'all just talk, man. There's no like, you know, well, what are we going to talk about? You, on the other hand, have a tendency to bring things back around to the point. And like, say, if it's a guest that's Jason's best friend, he'll talk a lot and you're talking less, but you'll come in with these questions that like you keep things on track. Y'all both do really great about keeping things on track. I don't have to worry about that as an editor. So as a producer, that's one of the things that I tried to instill was that we had this certain format or certain way of carrying it so that I don't have to do a bunch of editing because one of the things that I really like is when you guys start the, 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 the interview that I don't edit. So as a, as a listener, that's one of the things that I really love is like, there's, I'm not, there's no one behind the scenes altering the speech pattern or whatever to insinuate something. Sometimes there's a screw up or like, you know, like I got to pee, like I just had to pee and y'all probably wouldn't even know the edit, but but like, so I may have to try to fix something like that, but it's just, I'm really like trying to just like, okay, I want to make it so that nobody, nobody would even know. But for the long term, you guys are just talking freely and open. So 
So the point um, being I, with, the, with the listeners here is basically what transpired between me and Jason and the guest. There, there isn't yes. a whole lot of editing going on yes. and cutting and splicing or whatever. Right. So at, on my end of things, I don't want to have to tell you anything. I don't want to have to say, hey, um, try not to edit. It's kind of a given, right? So when you actually do have to do an edit, like, hey, man, sorry, I got to go pee. Yeah. Then it's just a quick, quick cut. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, you don't recognize it as like, I'm in there messing with anything. That's the thing I did. I didn't want to, there's a certain degree of separation that I wanted to keep. Like, like as far as booking guests, who you guys had on there, what the subject matter, all that stuff is. I might, I might say a couple of things, but I really want it to be your thing. You guys, you know, you, it's not my thing. You know, I may have a couple ideas or, or, or whatnot, and they may be valuable, but it's really not about that. It's not about my trip. It's about, you know, ke keeping things within a certain structure and you guys run with it. That's, that's pretty much what I tried to establish at the beginning. Well, I'm glad it's you and not yeah. us. Yeah. I'm glad it's you that's still <laughs> saying, you know, just, you know, just, y'all just get in there and like talk a bunch of shit and I'll put it together and we'll, it, it'll be done and we'll have a podcast that, that it just sound it's way, uh, easier than uh i mean in the very let's go back to the very beginning just for two seconds there was a little bit of like where does this go how do i do what do you want me to do what all of what? us yeah and then a year here we are exactly a year by the way this is our one year anniversary uh and 76 episodes or something and it's just even easier now when do you think that it started to get easier yeah, he's about the dead. 40th episode. 40th. <laughs> it took yeah, us all 30, 30th or 40th, somewhere around oh, there. Oh my God. Well, uh, that, that makes it that, that hurts, makes it man. Yeah, that make it that makes it sound like uh like you guys got better, around. but it, you guys had to practice for a while. Like half a year. It's true. It's actually true. There was every <laughs> yeah. episode there was something, and you know, um, you may not realize this, but even like with broken teeth or stuff that projects we've started. There's this, when it starts off, there's all these little, like, you want to call them nitpicking, but we're always kind of like, well, let's try this and let's change this. Cause you're trying to streamline so that yeah. you get to this point where you can just roll, yeah. you know? And that's yeah. what, that's what you guys did. Y'all got to a point where like, I didn't have to tell you anything. And I want, and like, as far as like I was saying earlier, like centering cameras and stuff like that, that was a thing where like, I don't want to have to tell you this every time. No. Y'all just do it. And that's one system that we don't have to worry about. It's just kind of done and then, you know, makes it way easier in the long run. Cause like when you guys give me a recording, everything's cool. I just go, I literally, I have a template. I throw things in the way they're supposed to go. And I listen to every, here's a big difference between earlier stuff and later stuff for me. Earlier stuff, I sat down and I took notes on what you talked about. I made timelines, I had numbers like I would do on a recording or anything, whatever the timeline number was and subject matter so that maybe I had to do this or cut stuff out or whatever. So like I was just saying where I didn't, I wanted you guys not to cut. I got, I eventually got to the point where like, I'm not even going to be there when you record. And yeah. then whenever you, you guys send it to me, I just sit back and listen to it and go, Oh, that part right there. Yeah. He got it to go piss. So I'm going to go cut that. I cut it together and I just make sure the whole thing is good. We're good. Yeah. Good, you know. Yeah, that was another sort of uh when it when it when it had to be time that one of me and me and Dave had to to basically 
once we had the everything, you know, like you just explained, once our cameras and our audio were set and we had basically figured out how it's supposed to look and sound on our in our own on our own time, and then me figuring out how to uh, record it to just for lack of a better term, the cloud, you know, and then have it be able to upload by itself and yada yada, and you are receiving the files on the other end this is maybe too too much information might be boring for some of our listeners but maybe so. I, I don't i don't think so <laughs> I, I think that it's very interesting actually just the way that it all rolls out um i want to ask you i want to jump real quick and and ask you what how did you come up with the song because you know for those of you who have are longtime listeners talk louder has a theme song you know what was your what did you okay it's a podcast about rock and roll what am i going to do this is a podcast about rock and rolls right, it's not it's not that but you know what a lot of podcasts have a silly song like that yeah and we don't well, I, well we have a, we have our little intro song and then we have our um we actually have let's see there's two pieces. So yeah. when we started <laughs> off, I knew, yeah, I knew like, okay, I need these segments. Yeah. Yeah. I just need the segments and I didn't know what it was. I just like, okay, whatever. And I thought like, well, I'm not even on the thing. So if I play guitar on it, that's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, at least I get my little, I get some, I get some kind of voice on there. Here, sure. You know, so I was like, well, okay. And then, dun, dun, dun you know you know how songs yeah. start showing yeah. up and shit yeah and then i was like i started playing it and all of a sudden it happened yeah and when you need a piece like that you get a little less uh picky like i could have had you know bruce come in and set up you know what i mean i just yeah. did what i did and, and it turned out pretty cool i think you know, the riffs i, liked, I, I think the, the other other than the 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 morse code shit uh yeah. i think i think that the riff is <laughs> like that's that's, that's, that's Let's talk louder. It is like Ace Freely. It sounds like Ace Freely to me. I don't even, I, you know, usually I have something, some other song that I could tell you, like Judas Priest or whatever. This yeah. ba banging around in my head why I wrote something. Um, you know, and I'm sometimes I'm trying to do that, like trying sure. to write like, you know, sure. uh, Judas Priest or whatever on purpose. Sure. But this was one of those like... Um, I don't even remember having anything like that. It was one of those things like, okay, I, got a, I got like um, 50 things to do, and that's two of them. So, okay, cool. Got it. I said, you like it? Okay, cool. We're good. Yeah. Right, next, we got to like, oh, that dude can do the video for it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that dude being Stuart. Yeah, we should give a shout. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stuart All Lauren. of a sudden, Stuart shows up with this thing. I'm like, you just saved so much I mean, I don't want to have to figure out how to make one of those. No, he does. That's no, what do he that. does. Yeah, he's already, <laughs> yeah, he's all, he's yeah. all over Thank it. He has, yeah, yeah, he I don't has know what those they, what, animation what engines already loaded. He's making that kind of shit all the time. What do they call, that? What yeah. do they call that in the biz? Is that a sting or a stinger or whatever? You do it, the yeah, little... they're stingers. That's what I call them, stingers. Yeah. So the, you'd have, a, like I had, a, I need a stinger for the beginning of the show, the intro, which was the yeah. outro. And then I needed a stinger for the title, which is here, you know, here's the person. And then I needed a stinger because we kept talking about like a minute ago, you were talking about those little one minute bits that are advertisement pieces. You know, they, they, you know, 
that's the reason why I wanted to have shot of rock and roll, which turned into how'd you get hooked and shot of rock and roll. These little tiny pieces that aren't in the show necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I had a little uh, sound bite for that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I just needed to fill those, uh, those, those pieces because i didn't have anything and, and i was going to need them i think so those kind I, of desperation i think that coming together was a was a huge milestone for the podcast because it in my opinion it it made it look professional it Elevates. gave it gave yeah. it that graphic it gave us that intro music gave us the outro music and it separated the segments nicely and it just made it look a little more polished than two knuckleheads in their garages, you know? So yeah. Are uh, we yeah. on? Is this thing on? Are, are we on? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it looks like right. we're on. I see a red dot. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Dave, or, where'd Dave go? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're past that. Yeah. Well, we should, um, we should probably wrap it up, man. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to commemorate one year of the talk louder podcast because I, I think that's a, a fantastic milestone. I, I went into this thinking, yeah, we could do it. And then once once I got into it and I realized how much work went into it and how much was it was involved and how much of my life it consumes. And I know both of you can say the same thing. Um, I, I'm even more proud that we've made it this far. And, and now that we've got it down to a bit of a routine, I don't see why there's any reason to stop. So and uh, of course, again, can't thank the fans enough, the fans, the listeners, the subscribers, uh, all you folks that pay attention to this, we love hearing from you and we appreciate your interest and all your comments. It's nice to know that, uh, you know, Jared had the idea of putting the show together and we put it together. And his premise was there's people that will listen to this. You guys may not know it, but you guys are just dorky enough that people will pay attention. And uh, I think the numbers are proving that correct. So, uh so thank you all out there for listening and subscribing. And uh, yeah, and those comments, whenever they're commenting, the, the comments are usually very in depth. Like they're, it's not just blah, blah, blah. It's there, you know, usually they have something to say, whether it be a story or, or saying how much they really enjoyed something in the, in the episode. Yeah. There's enough detail to let you know they're paying attention. And that's, yeah. I mean, I love that. And those are exactly yeah. what people we're trying to reach. So. So thank you to all of you out there listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, with that, uh, happy one-year anniversary, fellas. And uh, thank all of you out there in Talk Louder podcast land for listening, subscribing, watching, et cetera. On behalf of my co-host, Jason McMaster, I'm Metal Dave. With our special guest today, our producer, Jared Tootin, whose great idea this was. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my